Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of the book of Jude with verses 17 through 20. Jude is a warning to the church against certain ungodly persons who creep into the church unnoticed. These people infiltrate the body of Christ and can inflict tremendous damage. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he presents today's portion of this week's message entitled, But You, Beloved. Point number two, starting at verse 17, but you, beloved. It says, but you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you is the contrast. He said all those terrible things about the ones who crept in unnoticed. But Jude says, but since you aren't like the creepy ones, Here's what I want you to do. First command, you ought to remember. Remember what? Well, glad you asked. Go back to the words spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. That refers to the faith which has once for all been handed down to the saints. That refers to everything so far in the New Testament, what was said by the apostles, and they accepted the canonicity and the inspiration and the inerrancy of the Old Testament. Everything but the book of Revelation had been written, and very soon the book of Revelation was going to come along and say exactly the same thing about it. In other words, cling to what God says in His written Word. You, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then look at verses 18 and 19. That they were saying to you, in the last time there shall be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. In other words, they aren't brothers and sisters. They're infiltrators. And the most specific reference to these ungodly, phony infiltrators that comes from the apostles that came before, mainly I think he was almost quoting verbatim, the apostle Peter Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3, Know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts. This is one of the reasons that we understand that Peter predicted the proliferation of the infiltrators, and Jude sent notice, they're here. And by the way, a little note on 2 Peter chapter 3, when he talks about mockers, coming in their mocking, follow through in that context a little bit. What primarily are the teachings that, that people slip into the church? Most of all, they attack the beginning of the Bible and the end of the Bible. Just get rid of those first 11 chapters. Just say that they're symbolic or they're poetical or they're to be interpreted allegorically. Because if God created everything in six days, where's direct creation? And if He created them male and female, that's the design for marriage. And if Adam and Eve, our federal heads, fell 
then we all fell in Adam and Eve. And if the flood happened, that shows you how badly God, uh, how, how firmly God deals with rebellion and with, and with sin. But if you can just spiritualize all of that away, then you don't have to deal with the bad news to which the answer is the good news of Jesus Christ. And the other place they tend to attack is the end. Peter says, well, they, they, they come with their mocking, where is the promise of His coming? Everything's going on just like it always has from the beginning. And Peter rather subtly says, when they say that, it escapes their notice that God killed them all in the flood. So looking back to the end, but then they say, where's the promise of His coming? And Peter says, look, God doesn't live within time. Who are you to put him on a timetable when he's going to fulfill his promises? But the mockers mock the beginning and they mock the end. And once they do that, they can mock all through the middle of it and get away with it. So um, it's interesting also to notice that in that same context that Jude has said, refer, uh, remember what was said before by the prophets. And back in 2 Peter's context, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 16 and 16, he connected to the dots between the mockers to come and the words of Paul, 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16, just as also our beloved brother Paul. Don't tell me Peter and Paul weren't friends. They were. Paul loved Peter so much he confronted him when he, when he aired. Just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, so also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of, their scripture, of the Scriptures to their own destruction. The infiltrators love to distort Scripture. They don't mind quoting it. They just mind being precise about it just like Satan was when he came to in the person of the serpent and he confronted Eve and he quoted God with just a little tweak to make her doubt what God had said. I love that verses 15 and 16 in 2 Peter chapter 3. Isn't it cool to have you know that none other than the apostle Peter found some of the things in Paul's letters hard to understand? So if you say, well, you know, I, I don't quite get that. Okay, neither did Peter. We got to dig here. We got to do some we got to do some homework. And would you notice he also calls Paul's writings scriptures, equal authority to what we call the Old Testament. And you know, by the way, Paul was also specific in warning that troublemakers would come and that they would infiltrate the church, even to the point of seeking to infiltrate the, the leadership. When Paul was saying goodbye to the elders in Ephesus for his last, on his last visit there, we read in Acts 20, 28 through 30, he says, be on guard you don't have to be on guard unless there's a danger of attack, right? Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood, like we celebrated at the table earlier. He says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you. The creepy ones are going to creep in unnoticed, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves, even from among the leaders, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Well, that's a big, long description of the creepy ones. And then he says, but you, beloved, be on your guard. 
And then look what he says next. Again, but you, beloved, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on and gives you the next command. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. What most holy faith? That which was written beforehand by the apostles. That faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. And notice the repetition. But you, beloved. First thing he did to describe these people is the called, chosen, uh, beloved. In verse 1. And now he says, but you, beloved. Now Scott already took us from here to the glorious conclusion of this book. Review as needed. You might like his sermon even better. It was really good last week. You might like it even better when you've got the one that leads up to it. But these orders are very specific. They tell you what to do for yourself. Build yourselves up in the most holy faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That means by the way you live and what you believe and what you act on and the way you treat people, keep yourself in the, where you're going to be a conduit for God's love to pass through you to other people. And then what should you do for people who don't yet know the love of God? Have mercy on them. Save some of them. God wants to bring some people to faith. They have to hear the gospel in order to come to faith. We're the ones who can speak the gospel to them. And he says, uh, some of them even, it's like snatching them from the fire. That's what God has left us here to do. Now, if I knew for sure that I could say one last thing to you, and don't get me wrong, I'm not dying, I'm not retiring, uh, I haven't lost my brains yet, trickling. But if I knew that I was speaking to beloved children of God and it was the last thing I could ever say, I can't think of anything I would rather say than remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ and keep yourself in the love of God. But you, beloved ones, hang your hat on the Scriptures. Believe it. Stand on it. Contend earnestly for it because there are creepy ones that the enemy continues to send into our midst. And let's pray. Father, thank You for this fellowship among the beloved ones. And thank You for the privilege that is ours to worship You in this manner, to proclaim Your Word. Father, we pray You will um, help us to be on the alert. Remind us that we must always contend earnestly for the faith. But we do that best when we are one anothering. We do that best when we are fellowshipping and encouraging. And in that way, we keep ourselves in the midst of the flow of your love from person to person, even from generation to generation. Thank you, Father, that you call us the beloved. Thank you that we are secure in your Son, Jesus Christ. Use us for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.